This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Number one pick in the NHL draft, but the men they can't seem to stop. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. Call them every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. I love the football Friday. We're now involved in the Football Friday. It's DNR with you, 9870 ESPN. It's got all the normal, beautiful pieces of the Football Friday. We go around the league, which is starting to dwindle a little bit, right? We're down to just four games this weekend. We'll do a frenzy. We'll do our picks. I'm in desperate need of a 3-0 and week. I mean, I think it's fair to say this is the last great, great weekend. Next weekend's good, too. But the last great weekend, full weekend, Saturday, Sunday of football for quite some time. Good morning on this Friday, supposedly snowy Friday to come, the great Rick DiPietro. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, David. Not only is it a football Friday for you, you also got some nice tennis going on right now. Gorgeous tennis. Look at us. Djokovic just moved on. I got got Big Ben Shelton ensconced in a fifth set against Monterino. Sebastian Corda has just started his match. So yeah, you're not you're not kidding. Some beautiful tennis. It's it's a good day. It's a good day to be with us. I think I got to tell you too, mm-hmm. and you should feel good. I don't know if your ears are burning at all last night. Whoa, was there a nice conversation about me? Uh, there was a lot of really nice conversation. Really, about you last night. Do, yeah. do tell, do tell. So I was at um, I was out in Jersey yesterday. I went to Phil Cuzzy's. Um, he does oh, it, right. This is twentieth year doing it. Is this uh, is this? Are you a staple at this event? Uh, this is my first year doing it. Okay. So a friend of mine, Gary, who remember. Um, Offered to to take you and your son to the I sure uh, do to the game. Who has so a, he invited a me. Company, yep, yeah, he invited me. So this is the twentieth year that that Phil's done this for his best friend Robert Luongo, who passed away with ALS. Oh. Um, when I tell you, I've been to a lot of charity events. The the event, I don't know, like the the sense of community, how many people showed up. Like you know, there was you know, videos being shown where you know, people were talking about like. You can't get a table. You can't get a seat. Like mm-hmm. it's, it gets that much support. Um, David Cohn was the special guest. Oh wow! Doc Gooden was there. Really? Tommy Cutlets was there. No. Did you do some show reconnaissance? Uh, yeah. I talked. Spoke with Coney for a while. Uh-huh. Uh Jerry. I sat with Jerry. Uh, Jerry Cooney. I sat with. Oh, Long Island's own. Um, it was it was a really really cool event. But everyone after kind of they. Um, Tina Servasio walked around, asked some questions to certain people, and then afterwards, kind of when we you all got up to to go get get, uh, get food, people started to come up. How many people came up to me? Love the show, love Dave, love really? you. Yes, I can't believe how smart you are. Yeah, we the little little off. I said, yeah, you're right. He's a little off, but right. I, I don't but think I, I, if he I, I was. Think I, I think I own that, right? I've never denied that. Right. What I try to explain to them: if there's no you being a little off. You're not getting the experience. Rothenberg, the full experience. Right, right. So let me ask you this now. And, and this sounds like a great event. And it's nice because, listen, there's a lot of negativity in the world now, right? We can all agree. It's nice when people actually come together for one unified great cause. So it sounds phenomenal. But of all the people that were, you know, hobnobbing with you, of all the celebrities that were there and all the regular folks that were there, was there more celebrity that was like, boy, that Rothenberg is special, or is it more the common folk who I adore? That was like, boy, he's a he's a smart co-host you have there. Uh, it was more the it was more the fans of the show, really. People that love the show, yeah. So the, I the people, the, same, the real said, people, yeah, the real people. You're touching you're touching a lot of people. Uh, I sat next to Michael Imperioli, which was pretty awesome. Really, Christopher Moltisanti. Yeah, like, dude, it's amazing. Like just the entire time, just pictures, pictures, pictures. They I'm just, sure it was awesome. Um, great event. Yeah, absolutely is, great did, event. Is he in the Italian American Hall of Fame? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is too. Did you do any legwork for the uh, the IAF? I uh, did not. Did not. I was there strictly for. I was strictly there to support the cause. Was Brian there? Uh, Brian did come. Yeah. Okay. Good. 
Okay. Whew. Dude, how about this? This actually this actually pissed me off when I heard it. So Doc oh, no. Doc was another special guest, right? So by, Doc by the way, up. Can, can, can I can I take a moment just to give you um, some props here for a second? Okay. Because and this is this is genuine because we joke about it all the time. I, I I am constantly, and I think I probably get probably the most sleep of anybody on the show. Constantly exhausted. Now, if you told me this thing was on a Monday, although it would probably ruin the rest of my week sleep wise, I would still try to go because it's for such a good cause. The fact that you were able to rally on a Thursday, dress nicely, get yourself all done up, I'm sure, I don't know, but I'm sure, travel to Jersey and deal with this, not that it's not a great cause, but just in our life, it's hard to do. I give you a lot of credit for it. Thank you, and I appreciate that. So how about this? So Doc Doc shows up, and you know they he grabs the microphone, Tina asks him a couple questions, and right. just asks him how, you know, how it feels to have your number retired. And he just talked about how it's the you know greatest honor that an organization can kind of bestow upon a player and the whole thing. And he, he tells the story. I'll make a kind of a – no, it wasn't a long story, but I'll, I'll make it short. Got in touch with the Mets multiple different times mm-hmm. to come back to the Mets. They said, no, we're full. We're all set. Really? End of his career. Can I sign a one-day contract to retire a Met? No, we're all set. Wow. How about that? That's terrible, and and you know what? That's ownership, is what it is. Right. That made me that's, angry. Right. That's that's not that's not GM. That's not players. That's 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 ownership. That's that's Will Ponds is what that is. It's unbelievable to me. But, like, that's but like, why? That's what you do. I don't. Great question. I don't know. I mean, was, Doc was, and I think he would admit it to this day, a very troubled guy. Right. Doc was a troubled guy. I mean, he didn't go to the parade in '86. We we know the ins and outs of what he had to deal with. And I think I think he would admit. I think everybody admits that Doc's you know foibles and, and issues held him back from being a better pitcher player that he could have been. But he's not a bad guy, right? He wasn't he wasn't like anti the organization. He didn't I, I'm sorry to do this. He didn't he didn't do what A-Rod did. Right? He didn't attempt to sue the organization. Like he wasn't a bad guy. The fact that I'm learning that that he tried and, and extended the olive branch and the Mets said no, it's such a bad look for the organization in my opinion. I was shocked. I really was cuz yeah, I mean anytime you get a chance to to talk to Doc, I mean he he admits, like, he made mistakes. Right. And I'm sure if he could go back, I mean, from all the things that he's learned from those mistakes, but still, like, if he could go back and, and do some things differently, I'm sure he would. But I was, like, I was shocked because, I mean, that's usually when you have someone as good as as Doc was for the Mets reach out at the end of their career and say, hey, you know, I'd love to retire a Met. Can I sign a one-day contract? And they're like, no, we're all set. I was like, wow. That's well, the, the, the brutal. Mets, I mean, think about this team. Tom Seaver, they waited to build the statue to him until after he was gone. Like, he didn't even get to in, enjoy or have a moment of knowing that, like, oh, you know what? Even in the heyday of my, of, of my life, the, the end, is, the end is, is nearing, that they respect and honor and want to, you know, make me a forever guy. Like, it, the Yankees retire a number if you have, a, like, a good day. And, and the Mets just, for some reason, will not do it. I don't understand. Well, I guess it's with the new regime, they will. But with the old regime, they certainly didn't. It's embarrassing, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. And I'm just happy now when you saw like when you saw how much it means to him, um, and what an honor it is for him to have it happen. And they gave them both separate days, so it's not like it's right. just a Doc and Daryl day. And they, and they shouldn't share the day. Here, here's no. my question: D- Do you think that you could have gotten more from them? Probably, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. Do you look at Doc and Daryl? And we're not going to spend the whole day on this. Obviously, it's a football Friday. We'll get to the football. Do you look at Doc and Daryl and say to yourself, "Those are two all-time Mets." Yeah, I think they're two. I think they're two forever Mets. Yeah, like okay. those are two guys that when you think uh, most successful Mets teams, you think of those two. Okay, can can you tell the story of the Mets without Doc and Daryl? No. Okay, so then that's it. But yeah, listen, you don't have to. You don't have to tell me. I was just. I was in. I was in shock, and you know that. So the funny part about this whole thing is to wrap this up because we got to get into football and the Knicks win and everything else. So Brian is. My my close friend, but he's also the catcher. How I met him is our kids are friends, but he's the catcher on my men's league baseball team. Okay, is he good? Really good, like cut okay. in college, the whole thing. Like he's a really good baseball player. So he loved. He is a diehard Mets fan. Diehard loves. You say he loves Gary Carter. Named his son Carter because of Gary. Really, Carter. his son is Carter because of this. Yes. So no why do you bring Brian everywhere? Right. Okay. So you'll love this. You'll love me more now. So fast forward to now, all of a sudden he's you know his wife is pregnant with their second son. And just up until like three days before they actually have their second son, he has her convinced that 
that this this son should be named Doc so he could have the battery made, so it would be Doc and Carter. Yeah, but I don't think you can name a child Doc. No, well, that's what she said. Last yeah. minute, she's like, no, no, this isn't going to work. But can you imagine? That's how much he loved the Mets, and now he's sitting across the table from so, Doc So Gooden. did he at any point lose his composure? Uh, he, yeah, he cheered very loudly when Doc came. Really? <laughs> Doc came in. Yeah. Like, like, he's, he's done with the speech, and Brian's like, yeah, Doc, yeah. <laughs> at any point, at any point, were you like, oh, God. No. He's, he's going to go too far. No, no, no. He was good. How do you think I would have been? You think I would have been well behaved? You think I would have been like, uh, well, he's you know he's he's a little off. You would have. Uh, no, that. I think you'd been good. I think you'd been fine. I think you would have. I probably thrown out some really disgusting looking autographs. But I think in all in all, uh, you were invited to the event next time. No, I was not. No, next, listen. Oh, next year. Oh, you are invited to the event. Okay. Ah, uh, Cutlet's got a big ovation. I'm when sure he, came he did. In. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Mom was and dad. That? Mom and dad were there. You, your mom and dad? No, cutlets. Did they Tommy's bring cutlets? Did they serve yeah. cutlets. Uh, they, was there cutlets? I had a delicious. The food was delicious. Really? Oh, beautiful carving. You know station. what I'd like? Here's what I'd like because I am such a team player, as we know. Yep. I would like the four. I don't know if this is strings you can pull. I would like the four of us to be there next year. Ooh. No, I can try. It's it's uh, dude. When I tell you, like jam packed. Really. You couldn't like you couldn't get to the bar. You couldn't walk around. Like even like you know how sometimes you go to those things and they have like all the auction items and people are kind of like milling around them. Yeah, this was not milling around. This was like there's real interest. Like I'm buying. We're buying stuff. Like we're going to support the hell out of this charity. That's great. great. That's great. Um, do you have that sense of like, oh man, this is this is really maybe the last great football weekend, or you're not there yet. Like you'll enjoy the weekend and then on Monday go through that. Ah, uh, no, I'm there. Yeah. I just because last week's games were disappointing too, you know. Well, here's the thing: they were bad. Right. I was trying, I to, be, I was trying to be gentle with. Well, it. no, I, I get it, and, and you're right. But I, I think let's let's call it honestly. Like last week's games outside of Detroit and the Rams was was bad. I mean, I loved the Eagles losing. It was a terrible football game. I loved the Cowboys losing. It was a brutal football game. I mean, there were blowouts all over the place. The Buffalo game was, I guess, close for a bit, but you never had the feeling the Buffalo was going to lose. Miami was non-competitive in that game. No, they were they were bad football games. I mean, Houston Cleveland was an absolute rout. There was one of the six. If I told you one of of four games this weekend would be good, you'd be disappointed in this weekend too. I'll tell you what though. Um it it probably was a pretty good I, I don't know how you how I want to frame this, but I just I felt like this season with the NFL in general just when we pick games every week, like there, I don't know what you call it a parody, whatever you want to call it. Like, you didn't know what was going to go on week to week. Like, there was nothing really you could hang your hat on week to week. Like, there's no reason why, there was no reason at all why Dallas should get their you know, doors blown off at home. Right. As good as Dallas played all season at home. Well, I don't think Houston winning was a, a shock either, but Houston's defense playing that well. And and Cleveland's defense number one in league playing that poorly like that didn't really make sense. No, what I mean, listen, it, games in Houston. I think we all said before we we took Cleveland like idiots that you know Cleveland's defense unbelievable at home, good on the road. Not to whatever the reason, not as good on the road. But no one saw that. But I'll tell you what, watching some clips like some of the behind the scenes stuff of that game and the Houston Texans. It's very easy to see why D'Amico Ryan's is having the success he's having. He's awesome. not, dude. I, I don't know if you saw the video or not. I'm sure RJ probably saw it. Oh, the uh, the interception that he did. Uh... You understand how? Do you understand? You do how how powerful that is as a coach when you can pick up a tablet or a whiteboard or whatever it is and explain to a player, "Hey, listen, this is what I'm seeing. You do this. You're gonna like a." If I'm teaching a power play, hey, you do this, or this right. face-off play, you're going to score a goal, and then that next play, you go out and you score the exact, goal. Exactly as you're told. I mean, I would think, I mean, you you say, I know this. I, I don't know it. You you know it. Is that you have instant respect from your team. I instant. think they love him, love him regardless, just his manner and his way and that they play for him. But I think it goes way up when you're able to dissect and, and talk your guys through that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he already has the credibility because he played, right? But now all of a sudden, like all like he... It's funny because he kind of in that moment you would think like that team at home it's their you know it's a playoff game that they'd you know maybe be a little tight kind of like the Cowboys looked like they were a little tight sure but you see him on the sidelines he's pumping guys up just go ball out and then now you also have that element of you know this guy's able to put me in spots to have success and I gain that I just continue to to gain that trust and respect 
I mean, what they've been able to do in, in one season with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, man. Whew. It's almost unprecedented, really. It really is. You, you know, it's weird. I was thinking about that game. I'd like to see Houston win it just because I love their story and I love the quarterback and I don't love the Ravens and the whole narrative. But I, I don't. I mean, do I really want Houston in the AFC Championship game? Well, see, I like C.J. Stroud a lot, so I do too. I, I do just too. worry. I I think you you're more worried about like whatever team. If all of a sudden that's the team that comes out of the AFC, like you just want to see good games, right? Like like let let's be fair. Baltimore, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City is a way more enticing game than Houston and Buffalo. Probably, definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm trying to be nice today. Okay, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Well, I'm in a really fine. good mood. Get to spend time with you. It's a football. You're up Friday. for a, you're up for a big time award at the at the station. Big time award. Listen, you brought it up. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Not, you don't want me to win. I do. It's you good for the show if you win. So, uh, what what should John win for the set design yesterday in our commercial? That really was gorgeous. That was a good text I, mean, I had, wasn't it? <laughs> that was awesome. That was a good text I had. Uh, yeah, you brought it up. We'll get to it. Uh, of all the on-air hosts at the station, me, you, Greeny, Bart, Han, Michael, Don, Peter, the big Keller Polking Award, I'm the only on-air talent up for it. Finalist. That's right. It's I'm not going to write a, I'm not gonna write a speech yet. I'm not going to no, write a speech no. yet. Don't jinx it. The seven of us, do you think that... that um, you think that they narrow it as we go along? Like, will this be a final five and the like the Heisman kind of thing, and then they'll they'll invite the final three to the big ceremony? Or how does this work? I would I would like that. I mean, that would at least we're all of a sudden now, you know, one of the top three, and we can we can all be there to support you. Um. Yeah. There's a real chance. There's a real chance, to, and I don't think I've ever won an award before. Not like this. Not like this. Not like the KP. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. An update on RJ's stolen Yeti. RJ, I guess I should probably allow you to, to pop on and tell everyone how this has come to a conclusion. Very well, by the way. It really has. So I guess we'll, we'll start with the bad news. We've called off the search committee. Right. We've taken down the posters. We've that, told... That the, beautiful elevator poster is now gone? Yeah. Well, it's oh. not yet, but it will be. And we've told the parties involved to call off the, off the search, and we appreciate your efforts. It's now one week missing for the cup, and... I mean, odds of bringing back a stolen Yeti after one week, and if you, if you look at the numbers there... There are almost none, and I'm sorry. Yes, we've we're not ready to reach a exa- an exact conclusion on the Yeti, but we've we've pronounced it missing and called off the search. Would you rather? I think this is a good question. Would you rather find it mangled or never find it at all? Mm. I think. I think you'd rather find the person that took it than just yeah. find the actual Yeti. So mangled. if I find it mangled and, and I find the person with it, then I, I would take that. But it would pain me just to see it mangled. Right. I think we need. So we could use some closure, though. Yeah, I think so. So we've just declared the cup missing, sadly. Gone. But the good news is, Dave. Is there anything, before we move on to the, the new piece of this, which is great, is mm-hmm. there anything you'd like to say about that, Yeti? Three years together, Dave. Mm. <laughs> Three years is a long time. It's actually the, you guys joke that I've been in a lot, go to a lot of weddings, been in a lot of wedding parties, go to a lot of bachelor parties. I receive that as a, a cluster of other things, cluster of desks, as you would say, Dave. As a wedding uh, wedding party gift, it's oh. it's the most useful wedding party gift I've ever gotten, and it's gone. Having said that, walk in this morning, beautiful box on my desk of which Dave discovered just days ago. To this note, RJ, enjoy the Yeti. We sent you an extra one. You can decide who gets it. Let us know who you give the extra to. Hope all is well, Nick and Meg. From Sharpet. Wow. And now I have two glorious and engraved. Engraved. Yeti mugs. Yeah, they got the Sharpet logo. I got to tell you what, Meg over at Sharpet does not mess around with, with the she swag. She gets things done. Well, she and the swag is like those sweatshirts. Beautiful. It's one, it's very one of the most velvety soft. sweatshirt I own. Yep. I agree with that. So here's the question now Who's going to get the second Yeti? Well, I'd like to take myself out of the running. 
Yeah, I think you're out. I, yeah, I think I, I also don't need a Yeti. To give it, please give it to Raymond. Well, Raymond, would you like this other glorious, beautiful Yeti? See, it'd be great to have the Yeti. I, oh, I, I would love to have the Yeti. He's, you know where this is going, right? He's not no. going to take it. He's no, gonna, I don't. I don't need. I already have an ha- extra half bedroom. That's where this is going to go. He's going to. He's going to decline I've, the yeti. I, I'm not going to decline the yeti. I'm just going to say that, that if if somebody else wants it, they can have it because I I have the exact same size and everything. You've seen the one that I drink from every morning. It's it's exactly like that. But it but I will say it doesn't have the very fine Sharpat logo on it. Well. I, I, I I give up. I mean, <laughs> you're offering him a beautiful Yeti. Like I'd like to give it to someone else. Rick and I just said we'd like you to have it. Who else is there's no one else? <laughs> there is no I, one else. All right, I guess it's me then. Well, a couple of things, Raymond. If you like it, it's yours. If not, I'm going to put it in a very safe hiding spot, of which I don't think I'll tell anybody about. Even us. Even Ange. Nobody. A backup Yeti. Maybe have a home and away Yeti. <laughs> right. You know, what? you know what? I do have the I do have the home and road colors. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, and and, and two. To the lovely folks at Sharpat, I actually love you. This happened Monday. We declared the cup missing. Friday, new mug, back in action, better than ever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to them. Thank you to everyone that was so so involved in this, what seems like this morning, a painful ending, but a good resolution. Yes. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. Kind of a painful game, but a good, I guess, resolution as well was the Knicks last night. Boy, a couple things. Firstly, I, that's fine. You, you win, I don't care. Depth is going to be an issue, especially if Josh Hart's going to go through some kind of a, a, a knee ailment and have to miss a little bit of time. Brunson, here's my thing. Stud. Stud. You cannot, in my opinion, rely on him every game to that extent. It's, I mean, a regular season game, 43 or whatever it was, 42 against Washington, should not need that kind of a performance from Jalen Brunson down the stretch of a game. On back-to-back nights. Right. Well, how about OG? OG played 43 minutes almost That's yesterday. too much. I mean, that should be a layup game. Washington is, I, I, in watching that game, that is a horrendous basketball team. It's not a good basketball team, but they made you sweat it out. They had a one-point lead after three, took Jalen scoring 20 in the fourth quarter. You only got seven points from your bench. Seven. Seven points from your bench. That's it. Which is a, which is a real problem. Hartenstein almost 39 minutes. Julius, 39 minutes. OG almost 43 minutes. Jalen, almost 41 minutes. DiVincenzo, almost 38 minutes. Your five is solid, but you can't, you can't ask your five no. to carry you like that every single night, especially I, I on a back-to-back. I think I saw this, which is a bad wild. Team. I think I saw that only one guy off the bench played more than 10 minutes. Yeah, Grimes was the only guy. That's, Grimes that's, played 19. That's, it's not the, now, listen. We're less than three weeks away from the trade deadline, so... Hopefully, sooner rather than later, that will be remedied. But that that needs to be fixed quickly, right? Uh yeah. I would. I, we talked about this kind of yesterday. Like, I mean, you have to figure out this uh, whatever you're going to do with the rotation and whatever you're going to need. Because right now, this is not enough. Right. And 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 listen, he might be a good five minute a game guy. Precious Achua. You, no. you, 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 I mean, no. The the only guy that you have any when Hart is out any modicum of tolerance for it he's, he's good and he shot terribly last night but he's typically good and that's that's grimes yeah yeah that's it but that doesn't solve i mean for me that doesn't solve the biggest problem which is the backup point guard oh yeah well it's someone to handle the ball when like it's too much it's too much to put on Jalen. like too we're much. halfway we're just we're just halfway through the season now we're a game past the halfway point and if this is going to be like this what is he going to look like by the time you get to the playoffs Right, because you're going to need him to carry. Like him and Julius are going to have to carry you offensively through the playoffs. And you saw what happened when Julius was hurt last year, and what happened when Jalen got nicked up. And he's not a big guy. I don't need him playing like as as great as he was, and he was great. He was great. He also had had Defensenzo had eight points in the fourth quarter too, but still like that back to back, and he's putting. He's playing almost 41 minutes last night. It's a lot. It's too much. And listen, down the stretch, there was the play where, where I forget who it was, Washington's driving. He's, he turns his ankle and goes down and hobbles back down the court. Then he gets fouled on the three-point play. It's like, it's just, you're right. It's too much. Well, you act and, like he's not, and you watch him play. It's not like he's not, like he, he plays a physical style of basketball. Like, this guy's all over me. He's taking charge. Like, he's you know, it's funny charges. you say that because I'm watching the game last night. I'm thinking to myself, boy, he, for a little guy, he, he loves the physicality of the NBA. Like when he when he backs guys down and like bumps into them, yeah. and then he'll look at the ref like you're not going to call that. All right, I'll do it again. Like he loves the physical game, but you're asking too much of him right now. 
Right, but you need them. And yeah, I we talked about how important these games are and how important it is to put yourself in a good spot headed into the playoffs. It's just like you'd rather not you'd rather not have a game like that where all of a sudden now, you know, no Josh Hart because he's dealing with the knee, which he said usually doesn't act up till the All Star break, but now is acted up. Where I mean, you, you don't you don't let them hang around, right? Don't play with your food. Like seventeen turnovers leads to twenty three points for Washington. Like, right. and I get it, but still, you're putting a lot because the bench is so limited right now. You're putting a lot on your starting five. A lot, and you know what the flip side of this is? Because there's no winning here. If you're Tom Thibodeau and you don't play the guys that many minutes and you lose that game, what do we do this morning? We crucify the Knicks for losing to a team that you have no business losing to. Right. So, uh, Dude, I'm telling you, too. Two big things, though, outside of that, because I think that's probably the biggest thing is how they figure this out, is what you said, too, before we went to break. 17-0 and 0 against teams under 500. It's huge. How important that is. That, that's what good teams do. That's what really good teams do, is they maul the teams that they should beat. You have to. You have to take care of business, and you have to take care of business at home, and they've done both of those things. Yep, love it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com thanks for listening to the dpatro and rothenberg podcast looking for more access to the show why because you know why follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at dr on espn this Pietro and Rothenberg. You're up for a big time award. Fingers crossed. Of all the on-air hosts at the station, the big Keller Polking Award. I'm the only on-air talent up for it. Finalist. Am I going no, to no. I don't think I've ever won an award before. Not like this. Not like Not the like KP, KP, that's for sure. Champion, yeah. champion. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Good morning, Ken. You're on 98.7. Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm cold. On 98.7. Yeah, thank you. Just being nominated is everything, to be honest. You know that's not true. Uh, I'd like to win, but the nomination is really the biggest achievement here for me. What's the nomination for again? Uh, Keller Polking. No, but what, how did we get here? Um, uh, I don't understand the question. I didn't even know the word existed. What do you mean I didn't know it existed? I've been pining for this award for a very long time. <laughs> you don't even know what it's for. It's for the MVP of the station. So, I was thinking about this. Yeah. How and don't don't you rain? I didn't bring this up today. No, you didn't. You don't didn't. you rain on my parade? I'm not. I'm not. I I want to ask you this. Yeah. It means everything. But go ahead. I'm sure it does. Which which comparison are you in this this award nomination? Like, do He's you the f- like? Are do you feel you're like you're like the Niners? Like the like you're a perennial oh, contender. Like I'm I'm the the expected winner. Or or do you think you're like you're like the the frisky lions. Like we don't know if you'll be back. Like you need to capitalize right now. Rawr! No, I think that. See, my concern was this: that I was looked at as an afterthought. This station, and it's like, oh yeah, it's you got Barton, you know, Allen and Peter and Michael and Larry and Gordon and 
Greeny and, you know, oh, talent, Anita, ooh, talent oozes. You got Rick and his beautiful face and his features, and it's like, oh, yeah, and then you got that other guy. But today I'm, I'm validated. Today I feel like I'm vindicated. Yesterday I put my head on the pillow and I knew I'd arrived. Like Sally Field at the, at the awards years ago, which said, you like me. You really, really like me. That's what I feel like today. Because this is not voted on by, you know, slappies, as Rex would say. This is the bosses of all bosses that vote on this kind of stuff. So I think I'm here to stay. I think it's this year and moving forward, I will continue to be nominated. Here's yes. what I would find a little concerning if I were you. What? In your campaign, you're running against, opposed to some of those bosses of bosses. So in your campaign, do you plan to, to slander them, to, to prop yourself no. up? No. Nope. You're going to run a clean campaign? He, Absolutely. No, no. He, he'll run a clean campaign, but when if, if he does win, he'll run up to the podium, dance a little bit, maybe rub a bagel in their face. I don't know. Something to that extent. No, see, right By here, the way, not just any boss, though, RJ. This is his best friend also. That's right. John yep. Winthrop yep. up. For this award as well. Yeah. Justin Craig, who's John's boss, up for this award. I got to be honest. Yeah. I don't see your friendship making it through this. Uh, see, you're so wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. No, because I think you win the award next morning. Trophy on John's desk before he gets in. See, yeah, but I don't thing. think it bothers John. Here's the problem. This is a, you don't know it's about, and I think you do now. These two are so similar, it's scary. It's almost like a skinnier, it's like, it's almost like John's a skinnier version of Dave. Yeah, but he wears much tighter clothes than me. Well, I try to tell you that. I mean, you finally noticed it yesterday. Well, how could you not? His belly button's almost hanging out of his sweater. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> I mean, really, how could, how could you not notice it? <laughs> but, but don't bury the lead. The lead is, and I know this pains you, and I understand why. I'm up for a prestigious award, and I, I just I want to bring it on home is what I want. I think you, should need, you need to win it for the show is what you need to do. I wouldn't call you, I mean, I wouldn't call you a perennial contender necessarily yet. Why? Why? Well, because this is only the first time they, I think the award exists. But, I mean, as far as the people that are in your category, I feel like that you have the most upward trajectory right now. I think that's fair. There's other there's other hosts that are involved in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, but, too, but you know what it is, though, Dave? And this is why I'm so confident saying this. Yeah. Because I think you're a star, not just a star, a superstar. But a lot of the people you're up against, this is that they're plateauing. This is it. This they, is their, their their swan song. Maybe they've reached the top. Uh huh. Hey, this right, is just which, which was my point that, that yeah. I'll be back for this next year. Now I want to win it. I want to win it every year. This is uh, just a start for you. I want to win it this year. I want to win it next year. Oh, we I need to show dynasty is what we need. That's what I'd like. I, and and then I'd like you guys to get nominated too. I don't want to be the only one on the show nominated. So just for clarity, you expect to win. I don't know how you could expect to win. I'm one of seven that are up for the award. So it not- sounds like you're expecting the win, though. Yeah, but there's, I mean, how many teams left in the playoffs? There are teams that expect to win. Are you one of those teams? I'd like it if it got narrowed. Like, I think the big announcement is Friday, February the 2nd. I'd like it if it was like, okay, we go from seven to five and then five to three. I'd feel better about that. Uh, do I expect to win? I, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I'll call BetMGM and see what the, the betting odds are right now for the Keller polking. I, I have to believe that you're somewhere up at the top. I hope so. A lot of money coming in on you, I heard. I, I hope so. Oh, it would be so good. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I might. I, I, do I write something? Do I not? I don't know what to do. I think you wear a tuxedo that uh, to day. To work that day? Yeah. I think I have to. Better candidate. You or John? After uh, John's debacle yesterday with the commercial, I have to see. I mean, I don't think it's even a question, is it? Gave well, the yes people set, quite the scare. He's up for set design. Um... I think I think John's great. I'm not going to disparage my competition. I think John's great. I like what you're doing. I like it. I I, I see what you're doing. Do I think I'm worthy of this award? I, I absolutely yeah, of think I'm worthy. Yeah, but we're two weeks out. Let's see. Let's see what this sounds like. You don't think there's any way I can hold this for two weeks? <laughs> I think you're confident, and I think uh-huh. you're suppressing it nicely. But I think the closer we get, it, that's going to bubble to the top. Um, you could very well be right. There's, there's going to be billboards. Before there's naked billboards of Dave, there's going to be salacious images of his competition up on the billboards. How, how, listen, if John were to get caught, like, like a, um, what was that actor? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it was dating Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, uh, Hugh Grant. Like a Hugh Grant kind of situation? Oh, God. That wouldn't, I mean, listen, I wouldn't provide that, but With if that With the prostitute happen, is what you're saying? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just spitballing. 
You're going to set him up. You know what's going to happen too, RJ? He wins this award. We'll be at the Mets tailgate. People asking for autographs. And like, you know how the Hall of Famers write HOS? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he'll be signing I'll, I'll, his autograph. I'll, just, I'll write David Rothenberg, KP winner. Something like that. Yeah, KP 2024. Yeah, KP 24. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm going to have a lot of options. i got a fantasy football champion. That's the thing is that, that, that this run of success is starting to. <laughs> champion! <laughs> champion! <laughs> Starting to kind of burgeon. Yeah, you understand. You understand what that autograph would look like if you started incorporating all those things. You can barely write your name now. Well, at what point do you think I start charging for autographs? Oh. You th- we're not. We're not there yet. I would. No, I, guess, I, don't, I don't think we'll we can't ever be get far there. off. Tell you what, if I'm your competition, mm-hmm. this is going right up on the bulletin board. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I got the D. I got the P. You, you just commented on your burgeoning run of success, and you're pondering if you should charge for autographs. At what at some point, RJ? That okay? Here's the thing. This really you put, says a lot. You put your head in the sand. You don't want to look at reality. These things are happening. Am I a champion in fantasy football? Yes, a, that a world champion. Yes. Okay. A world champion. 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 World champion with a very personalized football. video from Field Yates of all people. I I mean that's right. Field reached out both via um, streaming and also called the show. Right. That's that's for starters. Secondly. I am now one of seven of hundreds of people, one of seven finalists for the KP Award. So, yeah, I think it's starting to happen. And rather than be late to the party and be like, oh, my God, look what's happened. Let me capitalize. I think you start to think about those kind of things earlier. You know what's frustrating, though, in this whole thing, RJ? What? I was told told yesterday because I was trying to do some digging into this whole award thing. I was told by some really important people that you and I were right there till the very end. Until Doctor Doctor J Shaw got the best of us. Oh, really? It was really those. My read and your whole, your whole not knowing how to say the name. Call our friend Doctor J Shaw today at Samuel Payne dot Samuel Payne dot Doctor dot Dr dot J Shaw. Doctor Josh, how do you say it? Josh Shaw. Josh Shaw. Oh my god! Yeah, that's a tough loss. I I don't know how we get up from that. So because I can read at an adequate level, I'm now nominated. <laughs> uh, okay. It's part of is that it's part of the yeah the thing of requirements. It I'm, must be able to read. I mean, you've been good lately, yeah. You've been good lately. You're peaking at the right time. That's right. I, I mean, really it's are. like during March Madness is right here, and I'm playing my best basketball. P U T R I D putrid, right? I spell. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, all right, so let's get to a little NFL clippings here. One hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Did you hear what Nick Bosa had to say about your quarterback yesterday? I did. Yeah, you can't love that. No, but isn't I think it's pretty much what we said yesterday about my quarterback. I think it's fair. Here is Nick Bosa on the the Packers and a little shoddy shot at one Aaron Rodgers. What Kyle talks about is, is the whole team has improved throughout the entire season. They've gotten a lot of guys healthy. And they have a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had. And I'm a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of coaching and sometimes Sometimes it's good when you have a guy who does what he's coached to do. We did say that, but boy, hearing him from a player of that ilk, that's a that's a real shot, though. Yeah, he's been outspoken, too, with the whole, remember the whole, uh, this is the blueprint on how you defend Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? Right. <laughs> Things didn't really go well for the Eagles after that. No, they they won a game against the Giants, barely. <laughs> he he sounds, Nick Bose, every time he talks, it's almost like he's putting you to sleep when he's talking. They have uh, Aaron Rodgers is a really good quarterback, but he went outside the offense. Um, yeah, no, I can also see you can you can make fun of him all you want. That was a legitimate shot at Aaron Rodgers. Oh, of course it is. But I mean, that's I mean, he also praises him that Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to ever do it. But I mean, both of those coaches that you're talking about, Kyle Shanahan and Matt Lafleur, I would understand why you know the amount of work and time and effort you put into to game planning and and all the things that you're trying to do, and then you know you're calling plays that are getting changed to the line of scrimmage, or you know he decides that he wants to do his own thing. That would frustrate me too. I'm sure that was part of the reason too. Like I want my offense back. Let's move on to Jordan Love, who I know is gonna, you know, who's gonna run the plays that I'm calling. Could this have worked out better for for Green Bay? No. Do you know, uh, do you understand? By the way, try, can you can you guess how much dead money that Green Bay currently has on their salary cap and has been able to have this kind of success? So they have a ton of dead money, huh? Sixty-seven million dollars of dead money on their cap. Wow. This season, youngest team in the NFL. Yeah, but you're paying your quarterback nothing. And he's succeeding at a very high level. And that's the recipe to win in this league. 
Uh, well, yeah, and they have really good young players, which I could also, to, to Nick Bosa's point, would be tough on the young players, right? And they're well-coached. Uh, and they're well-coached, right? yes. And they don't, I, I don't think they pay a receiver anything, not one of them. Well, that's the point, too. Right. I mean, uh, you got to think, though, when you have a receiver coming from college, there's already like the, oh, my God, I'm playing with Aaron Rodgers. And now on top of that, you know, there's a chance that the plays that, are, that we're learning aren't necessarily what, what's happening. Like, how um, as a rookie am I going to see the game like Aaron Rodgers sees the game? That's going to be pretty tough. The Packers fans must love the fact that they were able to move on from him, be better, right? I mean, they were they were better this year than they were last year, and then still get picks from, from the Jets for it? Yeah, well, how could you not love it? And now you feel like you have your quarterback. Smooth transition. Beautiful. Um, speaking of dead money, you know, you know how much the, uh, the Bucks have in dead money this season? Uh, probably right there at the top, too. $75 million. Yeah. In dead money. Yeah, with dead money. That's what happens. You keep, I mean, you go go all in to win a championship, start kicking money down the road. At some point, it's going to bite you in the, you know what? Tell you what, if you're the Niners, you you better make this a non-game quickly. Yeah, you don't want to let this team hang around. You better make this a non-game quickly. Like, halftime, up by 13, coast in the second half, because the, the closer this game stays, for the longer it stays close... The way more pressure goes on San Francisco, right? Well, the the thing with these teams that you don't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Well, you gotta like, you gotta make them know. You gotta let them recognize, like it's not gonna. This is not gonna be Dallas. I'm telling you, man, that game that game could have been completely different if 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 Dallas, like, first of all, that the Cajon they they choose to take the ball. We're gonna take the ball, and then they march straight down the field and score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you think it does for their confidence? And I'm what sure it does it for the their confidence, of and I'm sure it crushes pressure, Dallas. right? And and. Dallas didn't come close to stopping them the entire game. No, it felt like it could have been worse. Oh, if they wanted to put up 50, they easily could have. And yet Mike McCarthy is coming back. Just oh. for the record, Raymond, this is him doing it, not me. Well, I was serious. I was listening to someone yesterday talking about how it's just they, they, Jerry Jones was hesitant with all the changes that would have to happen if he fired the head coach. Like, Jen, Dak, you know, learning a new offense. And all the different changes, and they wanted to have some continuity. I just okay, then then run it back again. But that wouldn't be. I don't think that would be the reason why I would say, "Hey, let's run this thing back." Uh, here's Schefter yesterday on Get Up. Did Jerry Jones explore other coaching options? He did not kick the tires on those coaches, to the best of my knowledge. Now, is it possible that there's some clandestine call that I did not hear or know about? Yes, that's possible. But to the best of my abilities, Greeny, I don't believe that Jerry Jones reached out to these coaches and tested the waters and kicked the tires to see whether they would be interested in becoming the Dallas Cowboys head coach. He didn't, he didn't even kick the tires to find out if Belichick would be interested in the job? You don't know that for sure. Well, I don't know it for sure, but Schefter's saying it leads you to believe unless it was through real quiet back channels that that wasn't done. Yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. I would ask you this, like how, how for Bill Belichick, how attractive is the job? I, here's the thing. I'm not saying he would have taken it. I'm not saying he's going to get it. I don't know those things. But you have, is it fair to say this is the greatest coach in the history of the NFL? Oh, I think so, yeah. Okay. It, it's, will it, you're willing to have at least that conversation, right? I would be willing to take it even a step further. I would be willing to do whatever it it was going to take. If that if that meant I'm not doing radio shows, I'm not doing press conferences outside the right. locker room, whatever it takes. So you have the greatest coach in the history of football, or certainly a guy that's on the Mount Rushmore, that's available for the first time in two and a half decades. You have a coach, on the other hand, that fell apart in the biggest spots yet again, and you don't make a call to that other coach? Yeah, I don't. Listen, I can't explain it to you because, I, I mean, I would have, at the very least, picked up the phone and found out before I rolled it back with Mike McCarthy. Listen, winning, winning 12 games during the regular season, that's great. Winning the division, great. But, and they're, they're a good football team. But, I'll, I mean, let's get this. And, again, I, don't mean to, I, I, don't, I really don't. I'm not trying to kill Dallas. I just think it's a fair conversation. They're like paper tigers. They beat the teams they should beat. They hammer them. They humiliate them. They're great. They run all over the place. They're a big star. They own Dallas. I get it. And when push, co- push comes to shove, they, they can't. They yeah, can't do Freudian, it. get a little Freudian slip right there. No. Yeah. That's no. what you think they are. Your mind is in the gutter. Oh, but that's what you think they are. Uh, I, don't, I, yeah, I'm, I think yeah. that's how they're – I think part of that is how they're built, though, too. I think that – I mean, they are built to be front runners. I think they're built to – you know, offense goes out, scores a bunch of points. They play – they play from ahead. 
which plays into what their defense is right. Trying to then do. they get after the quarterback. They can't stop the run. They're, they're well, because they're small. They're small. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a real problem. But again, losing that game is one thing. Being okay with losing that game, which is what you're telling me by not even looking to make a change, not even finding out. What are you you love the line? We got a break, but what, what's the line you love from Brian Cashman? Um, I'm always looking for your replacement. I mean, you, you, you said it a million times, Always, right? yeah. I'm all, well, apparently they're not in Dallas. Because if you're good enough, then we don't look for your replacement. Yeah, well, the whole, like, this, it, it actually reminds me of the Yankees a little bit. Where it's like, it's just get in, then it's a crapshoot. Well, I mean, I don't but know if football's that's... Football's not like that. I don't know if football's like that. It's not. It's not. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I will tell you within the next 12 minutes, you're going to have a chance to win in the Superbox Bonanza. Not you, our listeners. No, not me. No. Well, I, I kind of win by giving stuff away. It makes me feel good. It is nice, right? Yeah, especially when my number hits big. Which is amazing. Don't be jealous. You got I'm not this. jealous. I have my thing. You have the award thing. I, like. I'm thrilled that something associated with you is winning prizes. The fact that they continue to hide a huge prize behind number 39 every year is incredible to me. Well, maybe, why that, maybe the person that made that decision, that's why they're not for an award. Oh, maybe. You ever think of that? Maybe you're right. Maybe they change it up next year now. I did feel badly, though, because someone was, was texting me yesterday and said, congratulations on the award. I said, thank you so much. It means a lot. Uh, I haven't told my family yet. And then uh, I said, are you, are you up for an award? And he didn't know. Oh. And he really wanted Why to. would you ask that? What do you mean? Why, why, That's a no, fair why question. is that a bad thing? I, I was That's excited. A fair question. I thought he would be up for an award. I was sure he'd be up for an award. Why is that bad? I don't know. The tech doesn't seem right. Re- are you up for an award? I don't no, know. It wasn't meant to be nasty. Well, I think it depends on how you deliver it. I see what Raymond said. It was, it was via it text. Like I was like, I was like, thank you so much. I was like, it means a lot. I was like, are you nominated? I said, are you nominated? I like, no. Yeah, I think that's acceptable. Ha! What a loser you are. You bleep. <laughs> <laughs> I got another. I mean, you think that email was bad? I got another one that's even worse. Uh, the one you just <laughs> it's read. Too, it's too bad we can't, can't read that I can't one. Even, I can't even read it. That that man hates you. Hates me hate you like if, if if something were to happen badly to me that guy would probably take joy uh he'd or have he'd a celebratory number one suspect he'd have a celebratory bagel he'd be the first one that i questioned yes i mean it's but boy that's very mean isn't it that one that, that wouldn't seem especially mean if something bad happened to you he wouldn't have celebratory bagels he'd go on vacation well he better get out of the country <laughs> if something bad happens because i'm going to forward this email to, to the authorities it's it's very i very from it, the grave i think it's the meanest I'm not even going to say email. The meanest message I've ever seen sent to somebody or heard, I guess. No, he doesn't care for me. And that website is known for mean emails. It, uh, can you? Can one of you guys explain to him? It's not a website that produces emails. Wait, it's, it's, I, it's like I don't Chat GPT. It, 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 gener- it generates it's nasty, nasty emails for generator for God's sakes. It's my <laughs> website, which you can contact me through. There's a direct link to do that. <laughs> Dave has a very nasty AI, Rick. Yeah. Very nasty AI. No, I didn't mean it like that. But they, I mean, these emails all come from your your website. That it seems right. to just attract very, very. No, nasty we get people. we get a. I, I could sit here and read you a beautiful email I got the other day. And yet you choose to, to read the nastiest ones. No, I, I re- you, want, you want to hear a beautiful one? No. Okay. It was, it's all of us. Okay, I get beautiful, bulbous, gorgeous emails. Let me hear it. Do you want to hear it? I don't want to force anything on you. Bulbous. I'd like to get the taste of that last one right out of my mouth. All it right. so nasty. Let's gargle. Ready? Yep. Dave, Rick, RJ, and Ray. My name is Adam. I live in Emerald, Australia, just outside Melbourne. I started following the Giants in 92, came across your program about two years ago. Listen to the podcast every night as I drift off to sleep and then catch up on the bits I miss the next day driving to work. This week, Dave, you've been tearing it up. I laughed so hard watching the Packers and Tampa destroy the pathetic Cowboys and Eagles, knowing I was going to hear you break it down all week long. Ray, as much as you drive me nuts whenever the Cowboys are mentioned, you've been a real trooper this week, withstanding the ongoing onslaught from Dave and callers. I'm genuinely disappointed when I tune in and someone is away or there's someone else keeping the seats warm for you guys. The only problem I have is... Listening as I drift off to sleep is my wife gets annoyed when I laugh and wake her up in the middle of the night. I'm about to head to bed and listen to hour one of tonight's show, Celebratory McCarthy Bagels. Keep up the amazing work, guys. You four are the best. 
That's nice. That's very nice. Yeah. So I like when it's nice to all four of us. I don't. I don't. I don't always love when it's nice to like, hey, Dave, love you, Rick, and then Raymond, you're a worthless piece of garbage. I right. Don't, I don't. Love but those. I mean, it's potpourri. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Uh, let's go to D in Queens. D. Good morning. You're on ninety-eight seven ESPN. <laughs> yeah, I had Raymond laughing because it, it relates to a certain thing. Um, let's talk football first. Harden. Let's get into first, James Harden. Um, um, it's funny. We're going to get it to you in a second. Oh, um, <laughs> oh. um, I think it's the Battle of the Bays in the conference championship. Like, you keep saying that oh. Kyle Shanahan owns um, the Packers. Hold on. No, Aaron Rodgers is closer to Dak Prescott than he is Tom Brady. There's a reason. This is for Rick. You're more optimistic than me. This is what I said they're not going to make the playoffs because it's going to get close, and he's a choker. Like, Aaron Rodgers, of all his talk, he's a choker. That's first of all. I think Baltimore's taking the whole thing, but I think it's the Battle of the Bays in the, in, in the NFC. Oh. But sidebar. If, if I, I, I got to watch Dave, Battle of the Bays next week, I would be horrified. Ugh. Dave, RJ would go, RJ would go missing. Have Grasso. Dave? Yeah, go ahead, Hello? D. Yeah, I'm listening. You should never have Grasso as your co-host. He brings out the worst in you. You're really? an absolute jerk when you're around him. Okay, you're a very punchable person. And a what, what, did person. I, what did I do when Grasso was here? <laughs> you, your, whole, your whole vibe is just nasty. That's why I carried over at the beginning of the week. And I'm not the first person who's told you that. I think you guys are very sensitive. And I enjoy working with Grasso. And thanks for the call, D. I stand by that. Yeah, I mean, but no one else does. No one else likes when you're around him. Really? Wow. <laughs> See, Rick, people miss you. They love you. I don't know if I can take days off anymore. You probably shouldn't. I'm going to have to tell these kids, like, listen, guys, I know you need me there, but Dave I think, needs me more. I think John Winthrop would agree that the best thing for the station is you'd never to take a day. Uh, I think he probably would say that about all of us, that we work every day. Um, how about this from Mel Kuyper Jr.? Oh. Not draft-related, but postseason-related this weekend. And I disagree with this. Although when you think about it, there is a lot of pressure on this guy. He says Lamar is under more pressure than Josh Allen. I think it's Lamar, just because this is a perfect opportunity. I mentioned the 49ers. I think it would be really disappointing if the 49er team built for this year isn't in the Super Bowl. I think for Lamar, this team is built to win a Super Bowl or get to it and win it. Josh, the defense has been decimated by injuries. Had another one with Bernard last week, right? Uh, you know, Josh is still carrying his team. They don't have their running game every week. Definitely more pressure on Lamar Jackson. You know, at first blush, I'm like, oh, there's not more pressure. Maybe there is. Because if, if you lose at home to Patrick Mahomes, it's upsetting. If you, you're the one seed, you've been on a bye, you lose at home to C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback. I mean, you're never going to get to the Super Bowl if you're Lamar Jackson. Oh, uh, it doesn't feel like that. I mean, also, he's got a, I mean, his playoff record, he's 1-3 and three in the playoffs, too. Right. So, at a certain point, you're looking, I mean, he'll have two MVPs now, one of those being unanimous. I don't know what's going to happen this season, but um, at some point, you've got to take that next step, right? Like, I mean, the MVPs are great, but, you know, home field until you get to the Super Bowl, and then on top of that, as good as this defense is, you actually got weapons now. It looks like Mark Andrews could be back. Right. This is one of those, I mean, this is it. Now, listen, this is not just it, but this is as good a time as any. Is it as ever going to be? Okay, but here's the thing. Can you guarantee me, and you know this, I mean, you think when the Jets went to the AFC Championship game in, in 2011 that you're like, That oh. you'll be back? I mean, you, you thought you'd be back at some point or back to the playoffs. Like, you never know. Now, no, I know, I know you never great... know. But here's the thing, though. Yeah. I, I think to Mel, what Mel was saying is not only is it like, Listen, Baltimore's really good. Lamar's awesome. They got a good coach. They got great ownership. Like this is a Baltimore is a really well-run organization. So, I mean, there's a there's a chance they'll be back. But when you look at where they're at now, what Mel just said, they're playing a Houston Texans team at home. Rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. I know they played great, but you got that. And then on top of that, the next team you're going to face, if it's Kansas City, Kansas City's got real questions offensively. They're not the same explosive offenses they've been in the past. Defense right. is good, but they got issues. And then when you look at what the injuries on the defensive side for Buffalo and what they're dealing with, like this is a the way this thing is set up for you. you better this get is there this year. Great I've opportunity. Said, uh, if San Francisco and Baltimore are not in the Super Bowl this year, more San Fran than Baltimore, but both. I mean, you don't know. You're sitting here. Can you can you guarantee me no. that Baltimore wins the division next year? When no, Burrow's I can't back guarantee, healthy, I can't guarantee you that. I can't guarantee you that Lamar doesn't get hurt. Like, I mean, you're talking to a guy who watches quarterback run out with the American flag and then blow his Achilles out. 
and have a season fall apart. Right. So nobody knows anything. And again, this is why, and people always say, why for these big games do you go so crazy? Because I don't know when it's going to ever happen again. Like, they'll have a chance just because they're good. But, I mean, look, Cincinnati's another good example. Right? I mean, uh, with Joe Burrow going down. Right. You never know what's going to happen. And he's gone down twice down his career already with season RJ, injuries. Uh, RJ, how would you like to respond to D? I mean, you're the one that keeps just pounding the table that uh, in every look ahead and rundown that Shanahan owns the floor. And D just poo-pooed all over it. I expect to pound them. Pound them. Two-possession game. So you're taking San Francisco with your uh, picks? Yep. T- I'll give you a freebie, Dave. Taking really? the Niners. Yep. You're going all in Niners? Yep. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Raymond. 318! NFL Picks. I'm going to go with the Chiefs and later. Of DNR. Time for our picks, brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. RJ, nobody runs down the leaderboard quite like you. Please give us the latest and greatest of where we stand. We're getting down to it, Dave. So Raymond has clinched not last, which means he will not be naked on a billboard. Nice. Congratulations to you, Raymond. Jersey celebrates. Raymond, 10 games over 533, 23, and one, two games back of him. Rick trying to also evade nudity on a billboard he can do so this weekend if things break his way he's 31 25 and one then you find what myself do you mean? i've already avoided nudity mm. what do oh, do, only sick there's only you six have a tie left. i have a six game you have a tie. Got the tie yes you have the tiebreaker rick is also out no nudity for rick yes. yeah but i don't know that he's pleased with that he likes to show off you want to give back the tie put it back in play <laughs> no i don't want to give back the tie come on why do you take it over six and we'll see how it plays out from here yeah no. you're right you're right rick has uh, evaded nudity some people are disappointed in that. I think much of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would just be naked. I don't have to, as long as it doesn't involve losing. Mm. You, uh, you want to stand next to me naked on the on the billboard? That, uh, yeah, solidarity. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, then you find myself. Uh, it's something tells me you'd like to do it. Come on. Yeah, I'd do it. Definitely would. Uh, three back in the win column at 28, 26, and three. You don't, you don't, find, you don't find myself. You find me. Thank you. Really? You're going to be that guy? I there really it is, am. RJ. Nail in the coffin right there. I really am. Do the right and then thing, Dave, right 25 uh-huh. and 32. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not good. <laughs> Look at the smile on his face. He's fine. nervous. Uh, I'm fine. I'm a champion. Not of this. Not of this. <laughs> uh, all right, RJ. So who would you like to lead off here? Me or myself? That's up Me, to you. myself, and I. We start at the top. Of the pecking order. Oh, Raymond. Raymond Santiago. All right, so here's the deal. RJ said I should be celebrating. I'm not celebrating because, as you know, I'm basically in football depression this week. I I, I couldn't even bother to watch the, the games on Monday night. It was tough. They were really good. The bagel. <laughs> it was tough. It was. I'll tell you what, you would have enjoyed watching the Eagles get humbled like they did. I was completely dead inside. I had nothing. So most of the games last weekend, as you guys know, they were all blowouts. Uh, heavily in favor of the favorites, except for one. We won't discuss that that team. Uh, so I, oddly enough, there's some big numbers this week, and I'll, spoiler alert: they're gonna go. Think I'm gonna go the other way on a lot of these. So we'll start in Baltimore. A lot of pressure on uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I do think the Ravens win. I do think the Texans can keep it close, and I think nine and a half is a big spread. So give me the Texans at at plus nine and a half. Nice. Wow. Uh, likewise, we will head to Detroit, and I agree with Dave. I think the Lions are a better team than Tampa Bay. There's something about Tampa Bay. They play hard. They've got good defense, and uh, you know I'm I'm intrigued by the Baker Mayfield redemption tour. I I I, I kind of am, and I don't know if we're going to get a battle of the Bays in the NFC Championship. I don't even know if Tampa Bay will win, but I think they can cover six and a half. So give me the Bucks plus six and a half, and then we'll go to Buffalo, where, as RJ and I discussed off air, I expect Bills fans to uh, introduce Taylor Swift to a whole different kind of world, different <laughs> atmosphere there. But is she going? We have confirmation she'll be there. I'm pretty sure she's going. Good, but uh, yeah, I will also take the Kansas City Chiefs to cover three there. So it is all dogs this week in the divisional round. So it's Texans 
Jets Bucks and it's Chiefs plus three. All wow. right, he's locked in with no Holy. pressure whatsoever. RJ, who's next? Next, Richard. Oh, DiPietro saving the best two for last. Wow, I got a real chance here. Real chance. I'm what? I'm two games behind Raymond here. Does it matter you to come in first place? Ah, uh, yeah, of course okay. it does. I mean, does would it not matter to you? No. Why you don't? It did matter though because there was money involved. I see. So you didn't want to just be the champion because it's just the champion. No, I want it to be the champion because I want to be the champion and I want it to win all the, the the prizes and riches. This is only loser has to pay the debt. But that's fine. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to attempt to make my move here. Okay, this is the this is the time I make my move. Um, you know I love C.J. Stroud. Love him. Love D'Amico Ryan's. Baltimore rested at home. Um, I'm going to take a chance here. Give me the Ravens minus the nine and a half. Going against Raymond. Take the Ravens minus nine and a half. See what you're doing here. Uh, you see what I'm doing. Uh, with my second, my second beautiful pick, I am going to go with. Huh, such a tough. It's decision. unbelievable that we're now like he's had these games all week long. He's looked at I, them. He's chewed on them, and he has no idea what games he's taking. I know exactly what games I'm taking. I can't add any a little spice to this. Uh, spice, you put I mean, me to sleep. Bad. I hope you're naked on this. I hope you're naked. <laughs> I hope you're naked. This. I've already resigned to the fact I'm going to lose. All right, I'm going to take the Ravens minus the nine and a half. Oh, my God. How many take... times are you going to take them? Oh, shut your face, would you please? I'm going to take the... Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm going to take Detroit minus the six and a half. And with my final pick, I am going to take Kansas City plus the three. Wow. What he was doing there is... I don't think these were his picks. I you think he, you think he, he went the other way for Raymond. Yep. yep. Well, and, and and that's and that's why he's a bad guy. That's why he's so guy. so so so, so, so either we have a situation where it's going to be close the gap and and he and I are tied or heading to the, or, it's or, or it's over. But but you know what? It, it feels disingenuous. Like he, you guys should have just texted your picks to RJ so he knew what you were going to do going in. That's I don't okay. like this at all. That's okay. All right. We're an honest group. I mean, if that's the way we want to play, not it. really. Well, we're going to find out here how honest we are because, Dave, I'm giving you all three of my picks right now. Wow. You do what you want. Okay. First, Raymond, you laid it out. I agree with everything you said. I love what Houston is doing. Lamar has one playoff win. I think he'll pick up a second, but not by 10 points. I will take the Houston Texans plus nine and a half. They've made, yes. a, they've made a believer out of me. Yes. Second, I may be the only one to take this game if Dave is true to his word. The Niners are going to pummel the Green Bay Packers. Wow. Nine and a half, 10, 11, 12, don't care. Why don't you make it fun? Like give 13 and a half. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Oh. You know what you notice? I didn't say 13, I said 12. Okay. Give the 12. 12. Let's really, really, let's really press the envelope here. Niners minus nine and a half points. And finally, would love this game at two and a half. So I will pass on the Chiefs and the Bills. For the Buccaneers, I think that they will find a way to score some points. Detroit, they'll win three, four, not by six and a half. Give me the Bucks. I've never been happier than I am at this very moment. I've been juggling all week, joggling, as some would say. Do I take Baltimore? Do I take Houston? I love Houston, but Baltimore is a different level of team. I think they're going to pummel Houston. I think they'll shut down Collins. I love Stroud, but Baltimore brings too much to the table. They're going to put up a lot of points, 31, 20, something in that range. Give me Baltimore, and I'll lay the nine and a half. For my second game, I told you I wasn't taking Packers. Niners, RJ, my word is my bond. I had no intent to ever take Packers <laughs> and the Niners. What I do intend to take is Tampa Bay and Detroit, and I like the Lions. There's a frenzy going on up there in Detroit. That's a team that's playing special brand of football. They may shut down the running game. That Bucks secondary is brutal. Brutal. I'll take the Lions. They'll win by a touchdown. I'll lay the six and a half. And for my final game, what did you take? What was your final game, RJ? I'm locked in, but what was your final one? Whoa. Oh, it was, it was Green Bay. So yeah. I'm all alone on this Kansas City and Buffalo game, aren't I? I'm all it alone. It depends who you take. Or taking Buffalo. No, I mean as far as you. Yes. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm taking Kansas City. Oh, God. You're taking I'm, the same picks as me? I'm, yeah. I'm taking the Chiefs. Listen, I think Buffalo can win this game. I think Buffalo might win this game. This, to me, feels like a 
30-28 kind of a game. I think it's narrow. I think there's great defense in this game from Kansas City. I think that I still trust Mahomes a little more than I do Josh Allen. It's a narrow win for Buffalo. I think they win. I think Kansas City covers. So to reflect on what we've now done, Baltimore minus 9.5, Detroit minus 6.5, and and Kansas City plus 3. I like it. You're alive. I got a little nugget for you guys, too, uh, as far as the Kansas City game is concerned. Which um, is? Which is, I mean, I guess it's, we all took Kansas City. So, Patrick Mahomes, as an underdog, okay, so the Chiefs have been underdogs 10 times in his career. They are 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread in those games. Only time he didn't cover, he, week six loss to the Bills in 2022. How about that? How about that? All right. Those are the picks brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samwellpain.com today. If Baltimore drubs Houston, RJ, what ha- like do you become nervous or no? No, not nervous. I mean, one game. We got three to play with. So Okay. So if Baltimore wins, Green Bay doesn't cover, and Detroit covers. Nervous? Yeah, then we got some problems. All right. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.